This is the Cinematography for Actors podcast. More than a podcast, CFA is a vibrant community devoted to bridging the gap between talent and crew. Each week, our show offers transparent, insightful conversations with industry leaders. We unveil the magic behind the scenes from candid discussions about unique filmmaking processes to in-depth technical exploration. Join us in unraveling the intricacies of filmmaking one episode at a time. It's more than just cameras and lenses over here. We aim to inspire, educate, and empower as we peel back the curtain on the art of effective story telling. Thanks for joining us. All right. As a DP, I know purchasing gear can kind of be a nightmare. Whether you're talent or crew, finding technical solutions to any of your problems can be very challenging. And what's even harder is knowing where to go. So we have an answer for you. Head over to BandPro, one of our incredible sponsors here at CFA. Whether you're looking for high-end cameras and lenses or looking for guidance on what is needed to get started on this equipment journey of yours, BandPro has the gear and team that you need to thrive in your own career. They are the exclusive representative of Ingenue's complete cinema line for all of North and South America, and their customer support is fantastic. Not only do they have a great team to answer any product question you might have, but they also have a talented team of in-house technicians that you can actually talk to to get your equipment back up and running. Which is really important, especially if you're on set. So. Yeah bonus. Go to bandpro.com or stop in at their location in Burbank and please make sure to say hi from CFA because we love them so very much. Yeah, hello. Thanks everyone. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast live here at AFI Fest for the 27th to the 29th. We are here in the VIP lounge. I am joined with one of my co-hosts Haley Royal with me. I'm Indiana Underhill. We have Liam Lopinto who is our director and writer and producer of The Old Young Crow. Welcome. Hi. Well, hi. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Liam, for joining us. Um, it's nice to be here. We have just watched this film, and I know, Haley, I will let you start, because I know you were really stoked to talk about it. And, I was yeah. stoked to talk about it. Um, I want to watch it again, because the biggest thing for me after a first watch was I realized that the animation is so beautiful that I was so focused on that I forgot to pay attention to the subtitles. So I actually don't know what happened because I was, it was so visually stunning. Um, and I actually wanted to ask you about that. What are some of the, you know, just like the nature and like some of the limitations of doing animation like that with a, with a film that's shot in a different language with like... What are you what are you thinking about when you're putting that all together? <laughs> you're right. It's kind of a mind it's clearing it's kind of a it's 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 it yeah, I mean like plainly it's just it was it was not an easy film to do. It was it was over six years uh, period. I shot the initial footage of that in twenty sixteen, like the end of twenty sixteen in two weekends, about $1,500 budget, um, whatever wow. cameras I had with me while I was in Japan. I lived there. Total time I lived in Japan was almost two years. Um, and I actually speak better Japanese than I do Farsi, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, and a dismay to my mom. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, when it ended up finishing the film, like, years later, um, the majority of time was spent on the illustration and animation side. So 
obviously. I even have the sketchbook actually over there. I was going to show oh, it during the screening. Oh, wow, yeah. But um, like all that was basically planned out. And so when I was doing the animation, I was thinking about the visuals. Everything had to kind of come from the sketchbook and everything had to feel like it organically stemmed from the illustrations that the boy had done. Yes. Uh, so, you know, it was just kind of imperative that whatever I had to do had to feel, you know, like it was coming from there, whether it was like hand-drawn or, you know, any other techniques that we used. Um, wow. Yeah, it pretty much had to Now, Brie, can I have you pass us that bag with a... I would love... We are vodcasting. I would love oh, to right. show I people some... This one. This one right here. It's the yeah. Porco Rosso one. Yeah. yeah. I would love to be able to show our viewers some of the incredible things they have to look forward to in the film. Oh, um, right. Because especially taking place over six years, did the story change? Uh, oh my gosh! Here, you can look at this. You, ha you have it. Yeah, yeah. That was gonna show it at the, the screening. Um, yeah, I, it it really let's did. Let's show everyone. Yeah, in our close up here, let's bring it up. Good. I think yes. The thing was is that we the only stuff that I had from the sketchbook like in 2016 was when the boy was just like really scribbling and doodling in there, and it was like kind of incomprehensible drawings. And so, yeah, I was really discouraged when we had shot it because, one, number one, it was a whole sketchbook that I hadn't finished. And then, like, number two, all our dialogue and our audio was all corrupted. Like, oh we didn't my, have, like... Oh, my God. So, and the lighting was done by, like, three different cinematographers, myself included. Yes. So, and I was also 21. I was going through stuff. You know, yeah. like, I didn't really get a chance to, like, really do that film justice. Um so, yeah, so I, when I went home back to the States, like, I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was so, I didn't know if I was going to be able to cut it or, or do anything with the film. So, obviously, when I was doing the animation, I was basically thinking, like, um, like, uh, well, I don't have a shot of the crow landing on the grave. So, it's like, I guess so I'll just. So, let's draw it. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, basically, everything kind of stemmed from that. So, if you, like, look at this shot. Yes. Like, basically, I didn't want to take a shot or uh like a i didn't want to take like a still of the actual grave and then like photoshop yeah. it off i just felt so disrespectful so i basically just made my own in the sketchbook and it was pretty much a reverse engineering and like practical way of doing the yeah. animation was like i didn't have a shot of the crow moving like this so i'll make it into so the script that into way the, yeah i'll make it into this thank you now one of the coolest things about watching this and I think maybe one of the hardest things for the eye for you as a filmmaker is how particular you must have been about the overhead frame mm. of the sketchbook itself showing everything off yeah. um, with kind of on the table itself with all of the props how did you design that how long did it take you and were you like no this should go an inch this way maybe 30 oh, yeah. minutes yeah that was pretty that was a huge thing for me yeah so like I mean we didn't have a production designer on this film mm -hmm. that was just me yeah um, so like like a lot of the roles on this film. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. kind of with funny. the carpet with like the added in um, fabric here. Yeah, that yeah. was that took a, that. that was me, my mom, and my sister working so on that. So when you're working with an actor doing that, I mean, jumping off of Indy's yeah. question, this it's a lot of like hand yeah. acting you have so to. What it's not an actor. It's just my grandfather. Oh my who's Actually doing it. <laughs> so he's 96 now. He was like 95 or 94 when Beautiful. we shot it. And, you know, he was just, like, watching Turkish dramas, like, on the couch. And he'd be like, what would you do? And he'd come and film. He's like, whoa. And he just gets <laughs> up. And he was like, oh. <laughs> he was just, he was obviously, it was very straining for him. He's, like, in his mid-90s, yes. you know. And so, like, 
there were certain things like turning the lamp on that like took us two hours because we had to simultaneously turn on the lights and I didn't realize that there was an app that could just turn on the lights yeah. <laughs> so I figured that out day two Aww. so then we read it day two and he was he was such a trooper though and like there was like the part where it was like the candle we had to blow out the candle he couldn't blow out the candle so we all had to blow out the candle yeah. with him uh but he was just super patient because I was very like particular about how I wanted the That's whole great. layout to be and he was able to you know work out the timing yeah. and through trial and error I was actively editing the film while we were shooting so I had my laptop right next to it so we would shoot like a scene I would edit it into like where I had the animatic yeah. and then I would just see if it worked or not so how did you develop that workflow is that something you have a history or experience with or for this specifically you were like that is exactly how I'm going to do it with my laptop beside me here and yeah it was just a necessity it was just I, I was I'm not an experienced DOP and that was like my first time like you know really trying to do something specific like that and uh, I wanted to make sure that I was doing a good job so I didn't want to like you know shoot something and then you, you know like after not know that I didn't wasn't able to do it so it was yeah it was all, all this all the stuff that I was doing and then was just out of practical you yeah. know explanations like I didn't know if I was gonna be good so I had to test and for the six years this film kind of consumed parts of your life mm. how did how much of the six years was for this film would it be like I'm coming back to it because I'm here now and I'm working you know with this family member or is it oh I can finally have this camera so I'm going to shoot that like how did you organize what does that six years broken down actually look like yeah I mean you know that could be a whole nother talk too yeah. <laughs> uh, but like I'd say the first year was like a whole year of just like developing that and shooting it and then each year I kept picking it up and be like a month maybe two months I try working on it no luck then after like on the sixth year uh, finally spent three months alone on the sketchbook and then another three or four months on the animation specifically and obviously a lot of it kind of overflowed production yeah. kind of seeped in with animation animation seeped in with editing and I was doing all of that by myself pretty much and then it got to the point though where it was like too taxing on my body like I had like about six blisters from doing oh, wow. the pencil oh, paper course. animation yeah. and so then I just was like I went to my CalArts friends I was like guys I need help yeah. you know and then like uh, they were some people were just able to bail me out in the end because that was the only way this thing was going to get done but wow. you know it was yeah, it was a shoestring kind of thing. Yeah, beautiful. It's wonderful that you were able to reach out to your community, your network, to be like, help. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was basically just my family in. and whatever buddies I had that could hop on. So. Got it. That's fantastic. Now, as a filmmaker um, with the old young crow, what are you hoping the audience's biggest takeaways are for this film? Yeah, I mean, like, currently, if you think about our climate in terms of what's going to probably happen within the next couple of months, there's going to be a huge refugee crisis most likely uh, similar stories there's going to be a lot of little merduds in the world that are going to either have to go to a place or going to be in a camp or something like else and you're just going to have a lot of young kids trying to reclaim their own culture in another land and so I think it's just important to know that that's, that's possible you know and that I would like you know to be able to facilitate more situations where kids can grow up to be as old as he does in the film looking back in his life yeah. and I feel like every kid deserves that yeah one of my favorite before we wrap it up one of my favorite short films that actually got me into film um, as a DP was uh, each moment is the universe that was on like short of the week and it was all about um, 
someone looking back on their life and what they had done and evaluating that. And so um, stories like that are just so powerful. And I think no matter what culture you're from, you can resonate with it mm. and apply yourself into that image. And um, so whether they're applying themselves into the sketchbook or into the visuals that you've created, um, I know that I know that there's going to be some amazing takeaways. So thank you, Liam, for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. This yes. is very nice. It and, was always cool. To do something like and this. today you're in an hour. Are you in an hour? Is it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So today at 4.30 p.m., you can catch the old young crow at AFI Fest. And Liam will be showing off the sketchbook after. Yeah. Everyone Highly wants to see it. recommend that yeah. you get to that screening yes, if you can. Exactly. And uh, if you can find Liam, get him to show you this because it's pretty incredible. Very cool. Yeah, That's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Join us in bridging the gap between talent and crew. Start by subscribing on your preferred podcast platform. Sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date on vendor discounts, community events, new podcast releases, and you can educate yourself through our free course releases on YouTube. It all starts at cinematographyforactors.com. And if you like this episode, consider leaving a review to make it easier for fine folks just like yourself to find us. We have some super exciting news. CFA has teamed up with We Make Movies to offer you a discount on production management services, including access to comprehensive production insurance, workers' comp for your next shoot. All you have to do is visit wemakemovies.com slash insurance and use code CFA23 on your intake form for 10% off your quote. Also, we've just partnered with We Audition, which I'm sure you know I'm very excited about, to offer you 25% off your membership. Use code CFA25 to get that membership for only $7.50 a month or $75 a year.